0: Design New Podcast, Episode 47. Hi guys, it's Tina Murray here and welcome to the Design You podcast. I've been working for a year or so now with the Africa Sunrise Foundation and we work with schools to help educate kids. but there's a bigger point for this um, and why I became very involved is because most of the schools that we work with don't have toilets. and this affects education in more ways than you would ever ever have imagined. So for instance, at one of the schools where there is someone in the community who will let the students use their toilet, uh the teacher has to leave the classroom with his child every time they need to go to the bathroom. So it means one child going to the toilet is leaving 29 kids unattended in a classroom. And so imagine if this keeps happening throughout the day, the long term effects that has on the education levels of some of those kids in that classroom. I'm also really passionate about it because unfortunately, menstruating girls often won't attend school because they've got nowhere to change for that week, a month when they have their period. So imagine that, missing a quarter of your schooling and the long-term implications of that. So I support Africa Sunrise Foundation. I go out and speak about it. If you would like me on your show or to come to your community to have a chat with you about it, I would love to do that. And also please jump on our Facebook page. It's Africa Sunrise Foundation and like and support us so you can see the good work that we're doing to bring education to kids in Ghana. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently, with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to Design You. Karina Pamamal is the founder of DataLicious, and is Australia's leading dating and relationship influencer. If you are looking for love, are in love, or recovering from heartache, she has a treasure trove of information that can be found. Datalicious supports leading relationship experts through the directory service and is designed to be the matchmaker for those of us who need a helping hand with their relationship journey and want to find the right expert. Karina has also created an acts of kindness movement called the 52 Weeks Love Project and is interviewing 52 people, one a week, about what they are doing to make the world a better place. These acts of kindness can also be found on her delicious site. Join me as I chat with Karina about what it is to love. Hi Karina, welcome to the Design New Podcast. How are you today?
1: I am very well. Thanks for having me, Tina. Oh, I'm
0: so pleased. Now, can you please tell us what are you doing right now to design your best life?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I'm helping people find love. Ooh. So I am a connector for I've got a business called Datelicious and I connect um, experts, so those that help people find love or stay in love or recover from love because it's a journey, as we know. Mm-hmm. We don't always stay in the one place. And I promote those people and connect them with their ideal customer. So oh. um, that is just is the house of over 200 articles where we have information that helps people on the whole journey of um, love. So, what's your biggest things you're coming across? Is it people looking
0: for love, people in a relationship who want to stay in love, people in a relationship who want to get out of love? Like, what's the is there any theme that you find is more dominant?
1: Um, look, I think the dating landscape has changed dramatically with dating apps. So, um, people are finding it harder to connect. Mm-hmm. And so, they're always looking on better ways to meet people because. Of course, in the olden days, you used to be connected through family and friends and work hookups were quite common, not as common anymore. There's too many policies and sexual harassment claims. So. Yeah. <laughs> not as much. But, yeah, after work streaks is still a good place to meet someone. But um, so a lot of people are reliant on dating apps. So um, there's still people finding love. I mean, and there's people in relationships, of course. It's never what we think it's going to be. Where you know the, the fairy tale wedding and you know, it's all beautiful <laughs> you know some people are lucky to have that the whole way through and some people need assistance in keeping that spark alive mm. and romance in in the marriage and especially when there's been children involved and yeah. how do you connect as a couple yep and then um, they don't connect, and they're coming out of a relationship, so they're looking for people. They're looking for to get back into the dating scene as a and as because it's changed so dramatically. They need help in getting back out there and navigating dating apps and finding someone. So, look, I'd say that probably the biggest pool is people looking for love, mm-hmm. and then you've got people coming out of relationships that are yeah. looking for love and recovering from. It. It's life. interesting. I remember
0: way back when I broke up from my husband after being with him for, you know, twelve, fifteen years or something. And you're right; the dating landscape changed really quickly in that time, and it was a real jump. And most of my friends were still married, so none of them were, none of them sort of even got where I was at when I started going on the internet to meet
1: people. And that sounds really sleazy, just the way I just said that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> There's still a bit of a stigma to, to it, to like online dating, but it's, it's slowly dying. But Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people meet on Tinder. A lot of people meet on Absolutely. different apps, and yeah. so Yeah. I've had yeah. lots of friends who
0: have married through whoever they've met through relationships online. So I think there's definitely connections that happen, but, yeah, you know, connections are key things. So what is it that connects us? What is it that makes that one person different from all the others?
1: It comes down to chemi- chemistry. Mm. So you can have all the rules in the world and there are so many rules about dating. And I have a bit of a chuckle. I was watching The Bachelor the other day and there was one girl saying, oh, the rules are that you should never kiss on the first date. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. Some of the best make-out sessions happen on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we go out there with so many rules and and expectations and if we are clear on what we're looking for mm-hmm. and we go out and we go with the objection of having fun and not just checking everything off a list so mm-hmm. yeah, I mean connection comes from fun and then creating chemistry at the same time so you don't create a connection when you're running through an interview series of questions mm-hmm. and it's kind of a little uncool so my advice would be you're looking for a connection in chemistry and have fun, yeah. and is
0: that there straight away? That chemistry thing.
1: Oh look, sometimes it is. Um, the old saying goes, "Men fall in love between the eyes, and women between the ears." But even for women, there's got to be some sexual attraction. So, uh, <laughs> and did you show sure just the men, eyes with yeah. the guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> no, no. They obviously need stimulating conversation and what drives them and you know, to form that connection. So it's different for everyone. Mm. There's not one hole that fits mm. fits all. What you like will be different to what your friend likes and mm. and so that way. So, yeah.
0: And what I love about what you're saying is it almost gives people permission to be themselves because that's the biggest thing I find. Like you said, some, some people have rules about what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing and does he fit this, this and this or does she fit this, this and this. Uh, when it isn't really necessarily about, you know, obviously you need to have shared values and things that connect, but it's not the same as you said as what your mates want. And it doesn't mean what worked for them and the rule that worked for them is going to work for you. So create your own rules. No
1: rules. <laughs> Absolutely. No rules. Just have fun and enjoy meeting new people. Ooh. And um I mean, if, and I think you, you, Got it in one it's it's about shared value so if you know what's really important to you mm. and it's not having a long list of twenty different things because mm. you don't want someone that's hundred percent perfect either because it's yeah. just it would be a little dull. <laughs> so <laughs> I always say work on the 80 20 rule. Okay. If you get 80% you you're doing exceptionally well. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: So with that 80-20, you know, is there any sort of advice on how you can find what that, what that is that is important to you? I mean, I know where I come from with the work I do as a coach is all about values and what you need and being really clear about that. And it gives you permission to go, you know what, that guy or that girl is an awesome person but they're not the one for me. doesn't mean they're wrong but that's wrong for me.
1: Yes. So I would say, and I've got a book coming out later this year that details this in, um, there's an actual exercise that you can go through to actually get clear on what you want. And you've got to know what you want and what you don't want. So um, it's writing a list of all the things that are really important to you um, getting clear on all the things that are really important to you and also on the things that are non-negotiable so what are your non-negotiables if religion's really important to you and you need someone of the same faith well then that's a non-negotiable if yep. if, if that's what you really want so you know before you go out dating that if they're not the same religion or it could be what else could it, there's so many it, It could be an age bracket. It could be about children. Children's a big one. Whether they want children or don't want children, they have children, if you're in a, in a place where you don't want children and you're going out with someone that has children, mm. it's not going to work if that is your non-negotiable. And it goes the other way. If you're really passionate about having children and they're not and you know that up front, and these these are things you should actually determine, you know, mm. along the way in the early stages and you can always bring, bring it up. There's no reason that you can't. Um, there's another rule that people say you can't talk about that. Absolutely, of course you can. Yeah. But it's not about I want to have your babies, let's go <laughs> It's a stalker kind of conversation. It's just like this is what I see for my future. Yeah. So it's not I see that with you, I see this for my future. Um, and having those conversations early. So knowing what you want and what you don't want before you go out on dates and then you can actually... Eliminate people prior to going out dating, Mm -hmm. or if you're dating for the sake of having, you know, dates and just meeting new people, then you don't need to go through that exercise. So, being clear on why you're going out to date: are you looking for love? Are you looking for fun? Are you looking for a hookup? Whatever it may be, and where you are on on your journey, that's all fine. Just be clear on what you're, why you're out there dating. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's you know what I love Mm -hmm. about that is the honesty in it. So, if you are out there for a hookup, that's cool. Just be upfront about it. And I think that's the one advantage of things like Tinder. It has really opened that up to that, you know, let's be open. That's what some people are out there looking for. Other people aren't. So let's call it as it is. And I say that with a bit of my own experience in that because I did meet someone who I didn't find out until after we would dated for a sniffing amount of time. He was actually married and I never knew that. And anyone who knows my values is goes, my number one thing are honesty and trust which is why he didn't tell me because he knew pretty quickly that those things were really important to me. And there's no way in hell I would have been in that relationship if I'd known that he yeah. was married. And yeah. so the wonder of how he could, how long he thought he could get away with it has always boggled me. But it was really unfair to me because I went into that with a whole different mindset and he knew what that mindset was and he knew that he couldn't give me what I wanted. But but pretended that he could. So, you know, I just think let's just all be honest up front about stuff like that.
1: Uh, wouldn't it be a beautiful world if we yes. all were? But unfortunately <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen in the dating world. and mm. um, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't happen in life. And that's such a horrible situation that you were in and shame on him for being so dishonest and yeah. disloyal um, to both parties, to you and to yeah. his wife. But that scenario could also happen in real life, meaning you could have met him in a bar and it would be the same scenario. He kept Absolutely. it a secret. So, yeah, Tinder does open it up a little bit more, but um, dishonesty is, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> 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 so, the new dating technologies that they have, catfishing, kitefishing, all this, uh, it's a crazy crummy, yeah, it's a, Yeah. Lots yeah. of different things go so on. Well, let's talk about
0: some good stories. What are some of the great stories that you've heard? Give us one.
1: Oh, so many great stories. A um, couple that recently got married, they were swiping. She was considering swiping the other way. She went, oh, I'll give this guy a try. (laughs) They ended up on a date and, you know, a year later they got married and they just got back from their honeymoon. Absolutely beautiful story. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of people that meet on dating apps and online dating. It's Yep. Uh, I have a friend that's tried most of the dating apps um, and she's found different success. She's had short-term relationships. Then she's deleted the apps. I hear that a lot. A lot of people <laughs> go on and they, i over this, I delete all the apps and then I go back on. Um, so there, there is a lot of love stories that come out of mm. apps. Absolutely. So yep. marriages, friendships, I've had a lot of friendships that have actually happened. So they've made other friends where they've gone out with a guy on a date and then they've done a group hookup where their friends have come along and the relationship hasn't lasted but they've stayed friends and they've become best friends. So nice. that that's an amazing story. I love that one. So yeah. they go out to the room, they meet guys and um, have a great time. <laughs> you know, but that's what I love about it because it's
0: coming back to that thing about being open, go out, have fun and see what happens.
1: Yes, just have fun. Throw caution to the winds. Just say hello to the hot guy. Say hello to the hot girl. Just have conversations with people. So All right. That's well, really that's the
0: hard bit. Like people do get intimidated going and talking to people. Any advice on how we can do that?
1: Um, My advice would be don't take it all too seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And I myself actually practice that because you can get caught in your own little world. So uh, it's just it can be standing in a coffee shop and saying to the person, oh, are you next? And then starting a conversation or haven't had coffee from this coffee shop before. What's the coffee like? How would you rate it? Uh, it's just coming up with, you know, five different conversation starters and trying them out in different places. Um, coffee shops, as you know, in Melbourne are pumping every single morning. And there's, <laughs> an opportunity, there's always a queue, especially in the best coffee shops, um, to have a conversation. So mm-hmm. my advice is get off your phone, stop looking down, look up and look at people and look them in the eye. Oh, yeah. So really connect is what you're saying. Yeah, look people in the eye. Yeah. Even walking... Street, just have your head up look at people if, if you're too shy to do a big full-on smile then a, a, a little a little grins not to do that that's that's <laughs> the best one we'll give people
0: the opening show that you're you're welcome to them saying hi
1: yeah yeah absolutely and it's even just you know if you're walking down the street it's just about it's that connection and it's that moment that will change your day when yeah. you're connecting with other yeah yeah
0: and it's not necessarily about picking someone up it's even just like being like connected to the world if you're walking past and you're smiling and saying hi to people what an amazing way to start your day each day yeah
1: definitely. it's like flirting with everyone that you're
0: like walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> well that's let's talk about flirting there's subtle art or not so subtle art of flirting some people are awesome at it and some some of us aren't so
1: great at it any tips there um, my tip for flirting is always about touch. Uh-huh. So it's a, it's the gentle touch on the hand or on the arm. Obviously you've got to be in the right environment to do that. So you don't mm-hmm. want to be too touchy in the workplace or you yeah. know, touch some random. The street. It's just about touch. Um, I always say when you go on a date, try and sit side by side, don't be opposite because mm-hmm. you build more rapport when you're sitting side by side, you can turn in. You can create touch easily and you can create a better connection. Mm. Um, so my my number one tip would be touching. Hair flick never hurts. <laughs> so leaning is always good. So, yeah.
0: And what about for the guys? Obviously, the touching, they don't do the hair flick. Do they do the, the touching their
1: tie or what's that? Uh, no, <laughs> they actually do. So it's a bit of, a, bit of an adjustment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for men, it's also touch. It's that light, gentle touch mm-hmm. um, that actually creates that connection. So, and it's attention and looking, looking women in the eye. So, mm, yeah, yeah, that makes a big difference. Being interested, and engaged. Yes. Now, another part of <laughs> your screen above her head because the game's on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, why ever not? <laughs> 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 well, it gives you an insight into what your your future might be like when the game's on. I suppose. Yeah, just just get past the first date. <laughs> Well, yeah, coming back to that honesty and, you know, they say it takes, and correct me if I'm wrong, about a year before you really start to, you know, your hormones are changed a bit, you're not as caught up in thinking the person's absolutely perfect any longer, reality's settling in, you perhaps moved in together, so you're starting to see a few quirks that you maybe not have known about. What is it that, you know, when we're first starting dating and even if we're trying not to, we are putting on a better act... <laughs>
1: oh yeah for sure so if what's the, the fine line yeah oh i love the honeymoon phase where you're absolutely perfect and they're gorgeous and you see their bad habits and you're just like oh that will never bother me <laughs> <laughs> and then and the same there's this amazing connection you can't wait to see each other and you know tell each other about your day it's so great, the honeymoon phase. Mm. And my advice is if you can make that last as long as possible, mm. brilliant. So find mm. what your honeymoon spot is and create it. If it's distance where you spend time apart and then you come back together, that's amazing because when you, when you spend time apart, it creates more attraction. So, mm. And it's not about playing games. It's about just having time apart so when you come back together, you're super excited to see each other mm. and share Share stuff with each other. So, yeah, look, I think the end of the honeymoon phase always happens. So it's about adding spice and keeping the romance alive and it's about date nights and being interested in your partner and being present when they're talking mm. and understand that you both grow differently, that you're not growing the same path. Sure. So, and respecting that for any relationship. Same with friendships. Mm. You grow differently and it's just supporting each other on that on that different growth journey mm.
0: and that support how how best can we do that
1: uh, I think it comes down to listening I think mm-hmm. it's just about listening and understanding and i um, probably not judging so and we don't always need to know someone else's opinion it's just <laughs> <laughs> we just want to share <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, that's my opinion, that sometimes you just need people to listen to you and to understand that that's your calling and that's your path and that's what you want to do. Um, and sometimes the crazy ideas are the best ideas and and. Go with it if you're passionate about and support your partner the best you can or your friends or your family or whoever it may be. Mm.
0: And what about the five love languages and having an understanding of how you may be the same or may not and it doesn't mean, again, that they're wrong because they want to spend time with you whereas you just want to buy presents. What's uh, Any advice on that at all?
1: Yes. I love the five love languages (laughs) and fit. I'd say this for absolutely everyone. You need to do the quiz. There's a free quiz that you can do. Um so if you just google five love languages quiz and you send that to all your friends and family and say please do this so I know how to love you. Um and I've sent it to my family and they they're just like, "Oh, we don't talk love languages." And I go, "Okay, I'll do the quiz for you." <laughs> um and knowing people's love languages makes a huge difference because we show love the way we like to receive love. Mm. So, for example, my love language is quality time. Yet, I've got friends that it's acts of service or it's words of affirmation. And I think by spending a lot, a lot of time with them, um, that that's what they need to feel their cup. But it's not. So, yes. it's words of affirmation or whatever it may be. So, knowing their love languages changes the relationship because I know how to love them the way that they need that they feel appreciated mm-hmm. and they feel supported so mm-hmm. yeah. so those that know my love language book out a day <laughs> and go, okay we're going for lunch and we close down restaurants so because we spend that time it's that quality time That yeah yeah, yeah. And absolutely best thing you could ever do
0: and I love the fact that of some people, it's easy to pick what their love language is. And so even in work environment, if if I can guess that I think I know what yours might be, I make sure I change the way I communicate with people in the workplace around that. So especially the words of affirmation, it's really obvious if that's one of your love languages, usually because it's something that's quite easy to be able to see in a workplace. And so if yeah. someone's giving me a lot of compliments, I make sure that when I am speaking back to them, I give them a lot of compliments and it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship.
1: It, it does it's absolutely transformational. so mm-hmm. I always recommend that. there's about three or four articles about the love language on my site and it's included in my book as well. so references you need <laughs> to go do this. It. it's transformational. So yeah it's really good. So tell us how
0: we can get in touch with you.
1: Uh, okay and um, so the website is Um We're on all social we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Snapchat, which I'm really bad at, um, and all with um, at date delicious. So nice and easy. And how did you get into this? Uh, years ago, I used to run singles events. So I used to run progressive dinner parties, and um, it was so much fun. It wasn't. It wasn't like a job. It was just connecting people and. You know, we had this amazing database of people that would continue to come back until they found love, and there was marriages, and there was there was so many beautiful things that came out of it, and, and stories that I didn't, I I heard, you know, secondhand from other people. It was like, oh yeah, I met at this company called Sensationally Single. That's what it was called years ago. Uh, it was just, it was just something I was really loved, and I've always been fascinated fascinated about dating and relationships, and. When I was living overseas, I had a, lot, a big circle of male friends, and they'd always ask me questions about their dating life. And and then before I knew it, I was I read nearly every book on dating and relationships. So it was it's just it's actually not work; it's just a passion. I love talking about it. I love writing about it. I love reading about it. So yeah, that's how I that's how I got into it. The short version. <laughs>
0: Would you call yourself a romantic at heart?
1: Oh, my God, I am the worst. <laughs> absolutely, Yes, a diehard romantic. Believe in love, believe it to everyone, um, never give up the search. Uh, there's someone for everyone. It's just a matter of um, finding them. Mm. Yes, absolutely romantic at heart.
0: <laughs> and let's just quickly touch on your other passion at the moment as you are interviewing people each week. Tell us about that.
1: Uh, so it's called the 52 Week Love Project, and it's a passion project that I'm doing. So each week, I'm interviewing one person that does an act of kindness, um, makes a difference to our world, is a game changer, such as yourself, who I interviewed. I think it was week you were week nine. I think you yeah. week nine? Yes, I think that would be right. I'll post your your link so everyone oh. can see. That. So, um, and it's just sharing people's stories on how they're making the world a better place, and it's just—it's so inspiring to hear people's stories and what they do and why they do it and how they started. And I think we all have so much self-doubt, and we we question whether we should do things. And I think that I've heard from everyone the same thing: just do it. Just mm. don't get hung up on the details and just do it. And that's what happened with the fifty-two week club project. I just said. I had this idea, it wouldn't leave me alone, it kept haunting me <laughs> and then, <clears throat> before I knew it, I had interviews booked in. And then we've got Father's Day coming up, so there's a video going live tonight where we took to the streets and interviewed 52 people about their dads to celebrate Father's Day and it, it's just, uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry, it was just incredible, incredible experience to hey. do it. So has it changed you doing
0: during these interviews what I really get
1: is um, everyone's a little bit scared mm. everyone has doubt but they just push through it um, you don't need to know the whole the whole journey it doesn't need to be mapped out for you um, it it will uncover itself as you go and where it leads nobody knows it's just and and I suppose it's really like you don't need to know the end you you need to just Sometimes action is all you need to do and the rest Mm -hmm. will unfold. So, yeah, that's massive.
0: (laughs) That's a massive thing for us all to learn from. I love that. Uh, 50 years' time, where would you see yourself?
1: Oh, in Greece, drinking pina coladas, um, eating eating (laughs) staganaki on the beach, awfully (laughs) gorgeously tanned, (laughs) (laughs) looking hot and then spending (laughs) 50 years (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you spending can be like... some time
0: on my yacht. Sounds pretty amazing to me. <laughs> 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 Might join you. Um, just, keep, just keep it open, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and if we were looking towards um, what you could tell people, a little gem that you can leave us all with, what would it be?
1: Maybe just kind of trust the journey. It doesn't always go to the way that we think it's going to go, and there's so many twists and turns and ups and downs, and I think in the down parts is where you get the most, your most, your biggest breakthroughs. So mm-hmm. sometimes your biggest heart, heartbreak is your biggest breakthrough in life. So mm-hmm. trust the journey. <laughs> Cry a bit during those heartbreak times and then... Cry a lot. Cry a lot. <laughs> and um, eat chocolate for breakfast and break all the rules and do what you want to do and, and, yeah, do what you've got to do, but trust the journey.
0: Beautiful message. I love it. Thank you so much, Karina, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Very exciting.
0: A huge shout-out to you for being here, for listening in and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honour your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design You podcast and helps us to reach design viewers from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, you design communicate it, it and live it. And deliver it.